Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Weekend of world records, victories, both personally and professionally. The United States Olympic Trials, the Shrine Game, a national championship in rodeo. All of a sudden, the sports world around the state of Montana is on fire. We're here to fill you in on all the action here on Nuanez Now. 1029 ESPN Missoula, I'm Coulter Nuanez. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio Got a fancy new sign, as you can see here. Appreciate Northwest Motorsport for being as part of Nuana as now, Montana's number one daily sports talk show. Want to go check out Northwest Motorsport? They're located on the corner of Stevens and Mount. They have the largest inventory of trucks you will find anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, so go check them out today. If you're watching on TV, thanks so much for doing it. Thanks to our partners at SWX Montana Television, uh, ABC Fox, KTMF, did outstanding at the EB Craney Awards over the weekend. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. We do have a great show for you today. If you want to listen to the show anywhere other than the terrestrial radio or your traditional television set, you can go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. Want to give us a call? Shoot us a text. 
406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Or you can check us out on YouTube. N-U-A-N-E-Z will get you there. But please participate in the show. That text line is pretty sweet. Uh, Reese in the back, our producer, he can forward those things along to me. So please go ahead and do it because I'd love to have you. No guest host today, but a lot of great guests for you. First and foremost, the NBA playoffs down to four different teams. And it's an unlikely group to be sure. The Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks will play for the Eastern Conference title. The Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers will play for the Western Conference title. The most recent NBA champion of that group is the Milwaukee Bucks. They won in 1971. That's right, 50 years ago. Never championships for the Phoenix Suns or the Los Angeles Clippers. And I believe the Hawks won a championship as a franchise, but I do not think it was in Atlanta. We'll have to stat check that. So an unorthodox NBA playoffs, to be sure. Brooks Nuana is from SkylineSportsMT.com, and my uh, resident NBA aficionado is going to swing by the show in the second hour. But first, we have a ton of other stuff to get to. Oh, the other big piece of national news from over the weekend, John Rahm, first-time major championship winner, John Rahm took home the U.S. Open, a score of six under par yesterday, or I guess over the weekend. But he wins at Torrey Pine in La Jolla, California, right outside San Diego. And John Rahm, a first-time major championship award winner. So we'll get to that with Brooks here in a little while as well. The East-West Shrine game was the highlight of the weekend in Montana. The Western team took down the East 21-12. to Great performances by both Coulter Janicaro and Missoula Big Sky alum. Great name, by the way. As well as Jake Olson out of Butte High. Uh, Coulter Janicaro, the overall MVP of the East-West Shrine game, and he will join us here on Nuanas now in about 25 minutes, about 4.30. Coulter Janicaro, future Montana Grizzly, and the East-West Shrine game overall MVP will be in studio with us. And then Jake Olson, who is the offensive MVP of the West, uh, was also, uh, he was honored in this uh, after having the touchdown catch and uh, a couple other huge conversions. He's also a future Grizzly. He'll join us via phone line at about 5 o'clock as well. We're going to get you through all the other results of the weekend, both from the College National Finals Rodeo, as well as the United States Olympic Trials pertaining to all the Montanans that participated. And then here in about, oh, six, seven minutes, excited about this, Sammy Evans is going to join us. Sammy Evans was a outstanding triple jumper at the University of Montana. She is a Haver, Montana native, a school record holder in the triple jump uh, at UM. But one of the most unorthodox stories of any of the uh, the participants in this year's United States Olympic trials, most of these um, athletes, when you're watching them compete, they're either wearing their current college jersey, you know LSU, Stanford, you know even Montana State, like Duncan Hamilton has been doing, or they're wearing this blue and yellow sort of uh, generic uniform. And most of those participants are people that have either been on the U.S. Olympic team before or the United or Team USA in general. Just for the world championships and things like that. And likely those are considered, quote-unquote, pros. And so I know that the Olympics is for amateur athletes, and it still is. But a lot of the competitors, they're getting some sponsorships and things like that to continue chasing their track dreams. I'm not sure what Sammy Evans' status is, but everything I've been able to find is that she has basically just been training on her own. I'm sure she has a great coach of, in some form or fashion. But since she graduated from UM uh, some four or five years ago, She's been chasing these Olympic dreams, and I'm pretty sure she's been doing it all alone. So what a story from a girl from Haver, Montana. So she will join us here in about four minutes, uh, Sammy Evans, former Grizz track athlete. The United States Olympic trials has been so, so fun to watch, but before we get to that, we have to talk about another victory. 
I know that Montana is a big rodeo state. For whatever reason, the rodeos don't get covered by the mainstream media nearly like they should. This is certainly one of the sports where Montanans are objectively the best. But we have natural cowboys. We have people that are coming from ranches and farms that live rurally, that live off the land. Some of the biggest livestock ranches in the entire country are in Montana. And I know we do give a lot of love to to, uh, guys like Cole Lockwood, multiple-time world champion in bull riding, and a variety of others as well. But this was very cool over the weekend. Three Forks freshman Taylor Moyakins, I hope I'm saying that right, Moyakins, who's from uh, Montana State. She became the first ever Bobcat to win a national championship in barrel racing at the 72nd College National Finals Rodeo at Ford Wyoming Arena. Uh, Moyakins had her best night of the week finishing with a time of 13.99 seconds. That's smoking. That's pro time. Less than 15 seconds is unreal. Less than 14 seconds is awesome. And it was good enough to win that national championship. So she earns Women's Rookie of the Year honors for the Bobcats, and she also spearheads an outstanding effort that saw Montana State pile up 590 team points on the way to their first national championship since 2011 and their second national championship, excuse me, their third national championship overall. So 1986, 2011, and now 2021, Montana State's women's rodeo team, the national champions. So this is an outstanding accomplishment uh, by Montana State, and uh, certainly a very cool and uh, well-earned honor by Taylor Moyakins, who was a freshman from Three Forks, who won the first ever individual barrel racing championship uh, in the history of Montana State at the national level. So uh, very cool. We'll follow up on that a little bit later on in the week, maybe get uh, Taylor or maybe even the coach on the show here, and uh, that'll be really fun. It's Nuanas Now, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for spending some time on your Monday. Hope you have an outstanding weekend, an outstanding Father's Day weekend. About two minutes away from Sammy Evans, a uh, Haver native, former University of Montana, uh, horizontal jumper, and a recent competitor in the United States Olympic trials. She'll join us here on Nuanas Now and here in just a couple minutes. A couple more updates on Montanans competing in the United States Olympic trials. These are being held in Eugene, Oregon. They're, uh, they're, they've lasted here since the 18th. They got started Friday. They'll last all the way through the weekend. Probably the most paramount moment, Ryan Krauser. He broke a 31-year-old record, breaking the world's shot put record for the first time in more than three decades. What a throw. My goodness. Go on YouTube and just Google Ryan Krauser. That's C-R-O-U-S-E-R, world record. Ridiculous. He threw the shot put almost 77 feet. The moment that he lets the shot go, it's almost out of the circle. He knew he broke the world record instantly. It was such a cool video. And I've been talking a lot on this show for the last couple months. The narrative around here has been a lot of our biggest, and literally in stature, athletes in America have gravitated away from sports like boxing and track and field and gravitated towards spots like football because there's a lot of glory in football. There's a lot of elevated opportunities, both from an educational standpoint and a financial standpoint. You just have to think that Krauser, I mean, he's 6'7", 320. He could definitely go play tackle in the NFL, but instead he's breaking shot put records, and I think it's so cool. I think that's outstanding that someone like him uh, exists in the world. A couple other uh, notes from the U.S. Olympic trials. Bozeman res- resident Grayson Murphy, who's at the University of Utah right now, she won her heat in the 3,000-meter uh, steeplechase final, and she will advance, uh, excuse me, in the semifinals, she advances to the finals. Duncan Hamilton from Montana State, also a Bozeman native, he will run in the steeplechase finals tonight at 5.29 p.m. That's on the NBC Sports Network. Daniel Aragon from Billings, uh, out of Billings Senior, she will run in the women's 1,500-meter final at 6.05 tonight. 
On uh, Thursday, Sadie Henderson from Corvallis will run in the women's 800 at 8 p.m. Drake Schneider from Montana State will run in the men's 400-meter hurdles at 8.32 p.m. And uh, at 9.47, Grayson Murphy, who we just mentioned, will participate in that steeplechase final. And then finally, the action gets rounded out with on Friday with Carly Von Heater from Montana State, a Plains native who will compete in the women's javelin at 2 p.m. And then on Saturday, McKenna Morley runs in the women's 10K final at 7.44 p.m. Sammy Evans will join us here in just a quick minute. Reese is going to just get her on the phone right now. Uh, she is a Haver native. She went to the University of Montana. She was an outstanding athlete at Montana. She set the uh, Grizz triple jump record. Uh, she was the Big Sky Conference champion uh, during the outdoor season. And she's continued to pursue her dreams uh, at the Olympic level, uh, which has been very cool. She, ha- she has since already competed in the uh, United States Olympic trials. She placed 19th overall. Uh, the top 12 jumpers advanced to the finals. Uh, but she went over 42 feet, uh, which was one of her best jumps of all, of all time. And so it's been cool to watch her, a native of Haver, Montana, competing on the biggest stage uh, of track and field. And on that note, then we go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And we welcome in Sammy Evans, a Highline native from Haver, Montana, and a University of Montana grad. Sammy, thanks so much for joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Missoula. Thanks so much for being here, and uh, how are you doing? What's going on? You're in Phoenix, so you're probably trying to stay cool right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been inside all day. I've basically, this is my big rest day. I finally made it home, and I've been, like, sleeping all day. Well, good. It's well-deserved. You've been working very, very hard. I can't wait to get into the story because I do think that, uh, first of all, I have always been of the opinion that the best athletes that come out of state of Montana on a national and international level are female athletes in track and field. And I think that the the proof is in the pudding and just seeing how many Montanans right now are competing at the U.S. Olympic uh, trials in Eugene, Oregon. Um, But it's an interesting dynamic. So we love covering track and field uh, around here. And I'm so happy that you were able to join us. I know it's a little strange that we've never actually met in person, but followed your career at UAM (laughs) and uh, I loved following you there. But take us through sort of this journey because you graduated from Montana several years ago. And so you've been pursuing track and field while also pursuing other professional opportunities in the fitness industry for the last handful of years. But this seems like sort of an atypical version of the story, right? Like There's a, a lot of these at the U.S. Tri- trials right now. You see a lot of kids still wearing their college jerseys. There's some people that are wearing, you know, you don't want to say quite pro, but they have a lot of sponsorships. But you, you've been doing this mm-hmm. sort of on your own. So t- just take us through uh, what has caused you to want to continue chasing your track and field dreams even after your Big Sky Conference career at Montana finished. Right. Um, so it was my last couple years in Montana. I was jumping really well. Um, I had scratched a few jumps that I knew were bigger. So I realized I could be competitive um, on a national stage. And when I was in college during my retro year, I had actually went to um, a USA championship indoors. So that was kind of my first taste of um, national competition as far as like 14 USA. And then um, when I graduated, I just decided I would give it a go. And I'd moved to Arizona. That way I'd have training all year round. Um, I think the biggest atypical part for what you see from Montana is a majority of Montana athletes that continue to train are usually distance runners because that's obviously very good training in Montana. Um, So they can stay either in Montana or they go to similar states. Being a jumper, it is not necessarily the best conditions to stay in Montana and train. So moved to Phoenix, all year round training, beautiful weather. Um, And then 
I, yeah, it, it's atypical in that I realized when I got to the meet that there's majority of the athletes are sponsored by, um, like one of your big shoe companies or they are like still with their college or it's like, even if they aren't competing under their college's name, they still train through their college, which cuts expenses. Um, that is definitely not the route I took. I took a very odd route to get to this point, but it has been quite the journey. Moved to Arizona. I got sick for like two years, tons of medical issues, was in and out of the doctors every three weeks, getting blood work done, um, still trying to train through that, which was difficult. And then when I finally started to make it back, when was feeling good was in 2020. And this is what I tell everyone is I was sick for two years. And then when I finally got better, the world got sick and <laughs> shut down that. And then it finally, this year was the closest I've had to a normal season. I still only had an outdoor season. I didn't do an indoor because I got COVID. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so, so often when you pursue things like this as an athlete or just as, as a human in general, you're always looking for a blueprint or maybe somebody that you could follow along, a manual, so to speak, on how to do these sorts of mm -hmm. things. But this seems like it doesn't really come with one. So how did you sort of know how to go about competing as an independent person that still harbors Olympic dreams? Yeah, that's a great question. And that is one of the things I, I found out a lot as I went. Um, I knew some because, like I said, during my redshirt year in track, I still competed. And that kind of introduced you to the world of like having to book your own travel, having to go to your own meets, get your own credentials, sign up for them. Um, it's the, the process is definitely very difficult. I would say the hard part about being from Montana is exactly what you said. There's not a blueprint. There's not necessarily a lot of people that have done what I was trying to do. I would say really no one because distance is, definitely a different game than um trying to get into the jumps that you know where you're competing is different the kind of sponsors are different things like that um and that was that was really difficult um just kind of doing it all on your own not really having any help um not having anyone you can turn to it's not like you have friends or family they want to help you but they don't know how um, so really kind of learning as I go. And then I did luck out though, that my coach, um, I ended up with down here. He's coached a lot of really big name athletes and his daughter has, um, went to like world championships. And so he, he knew how the, um, professional, I say that in quotations cause they don't quite run it so professional as they should, but, um, the professional circuit of track and field is he knew a lot about that, which kind of helped, um, give me an idea of what meets to go to, which ones aren't really worth going for your money. Um, and I also was in pretty good contact with uh, one of the coaches at the U.S. Training Center in Chula Vista, their jumps coach there. He's um, really friendly with all of the jumpers. He tries to keep in contact with everyone. And so he would always let me know big meets that were going on there to so I would be able to fly out to those, engage in those. And it, it's kind of like you, you keep like a close-knit circle, honestly, with the coaches and jumpers from other places. And you try to coordinate and up meets together. And you all just kind of figure it out together. It's, it's really your sink or swim mentality. And um, for the most part, I think a lot of athletes, if you have the right mentality, you'll find a way to swim. Sammy Evans joining us on Nuanas Now. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching around the state of Montana on SWX Montana Television. Sammy, a proud Montana and a 
a native of Haver, Montana, and University of Montana alum. Uh, I think one thing, Sammy, that maybe gets uh, glossed over sometimes when it comes to track and field, particularly explosive events like the sprints or the hurdles or the horizontal jumps, is the prevalence of injury. And so uh, the fact of the matter is that you must really love this, the fact that you've been pursuing this for so many years after uh, the college level, because a lot of times it's just, I don't want to say it's easy to quit, but a lot of times it just gets too rigorous to try to continue to come back and stay healthy because you have to be in such elite condition to compete at the highest level. But what about it? Is it that keeps you in it? What about the sport uh, do you love so much that keeps you continuing to chase these dreams? Oh, absolutely. I agree with that statement. Um, really, a lot of what kept me in it was <laughs> being stubborn. I said I was going to do it, so I did it. And then um, the other a big part, and I still stand by this, is my goal was always to try to make one Olympic run, which I did that. And then I was like, after that, I will retire from the sport. But it was to hopefully try to open some doors for a bunch of Montana athletes, um, kind of get information, nuggets that they don't have, and then, um, you know, inspire other athletes that didn't, because I never had Olympic dreams until I was in college, you know, but inspire other athletes at a younger age to believe that they can get to that stage because it's possible. It's hard, but it's possible, and it makes it easier the more and more other athletes have done it, the more open doors you're going to have for everyone. Have you been keeping tabs on uh, Montana High School track at all the last couple of years? Um, no, not as much as I probably should have. I used to keep track of it a little more when my cousin was running, but not as much. I know that people have been getting better, <clears throat> but um, I no, I haven't seen a lot of the marks or anything. Well, it, it is fun because right now, and. Uh, I, it, it will be. It would be. I will be. I will follow up with you because it'd be fun to connect you with a couple of these young ladies. But the last couple oh, of years, the last couple of years, there's been a couple gals from around Montana that have been outstanding. Lauren Hagen, uh, she shattered the all-class triple jump record, uh, went over 41 feet as a high school junior, and she didn't even get a chance to chase the record again as a senior. But she's at the University of Washington now. Uh, Ashley McElmurray is a 40-foot-plus triple jumper at uh, Nebraska, and then her younger sister Audrey uh, just won the state championship uh, here in Missoula, actually, and she's from Sentinel and. And she went, I think, 39-9 on her last jump of her high school career. So uh, the marks are getting amazing. And I think it would be awesome, actually, for these young ladies to hear uh, your story. But when you were growing up in Havard, who did you idolize? Who did you look up to? Um, I don't know if I did, honestly. I don't know if I did. I don't think I um, watched enough sports. I was always playing sports, so I don't know. I, I still, to this day, I'm not really a big TV person, so I don't think I watched a lot of the sports that were going on. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't think I did, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I didn't, I didn't have anyone that I looked up to. Well, that's, that's quintessential. Uh, <laughs> Haver, Montana, you gotta love that. You're, you're too busy playing sports and uh, working outside <laughs> to, to actually follow any, but that's amazing. Sandy <laughs> Evans joining us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. You're listening to Nuanez now. She re- recently, uh, wrapped up competing in the United States Olympic trials in the triple jump. Uh, she's a Haver native and a University of Montana alum. In terms of this whole journey, what's been the most rewarding part for you? What, what will you take from this? Because it's not, so let me get this straight first. Is this it for you? Are you retiring from the track and field uh, competitive element? I am. Yes, I am. This was it, my last hurrah. <laughs> well, congratulations to you from us here at ESPN Missoula as well as everybody around the state of Montana because what a great story of somebody pursuing their dreams and then achieving them to be able to compete 
on the biggest stage and track like you have. Uh, what an awesome story. But, I mean, what will you take from this then? What will you remember the most? What did this teach you? Um, hmm. I think what I will remember the most is the no finding out just how hard I can actually grind for something. There were times where quitting would have been easier, probably better on my mental and physical health. And um, really, I think knowing that, knowing that I'm capable of doing stuff through such intense, intense conditions with um, my like uh, health and everything. And then I, the other part I really is the connection and the opportunity it's been giving me. I've met so many amazing athletes and um, it's definitely it's opened a lot of doors. It's helped with the fitness business I do. And then um, hopefully, I mean, I've gotten a lot of messages from fellow Montana athletes. Um, hopefully, you'll see this in the next few years, is that it helps other athletes kind of get plugs into other places, being able to do stuff post-collegiately, have someone they can talk to to figure out what they need to do if they want to try to go pro. you got to love it. Sammy Evans joining us here on Nuanas now. Uh, last question for you then. That element of it, I was looking through some of your uh, social media stuff um, preparing for this interview, and I, I saw one post that you had on there that was uh, really good, talking about how you, if you were to, if you were to get advice as a young high school kid, what would you want it to be? And you were talking about training and and sort of the elements of learning how to lift like an Olympian, Olympic weight training types things, and uh, just the overall training in general for sports specific stuff. So it sounds like you've made a career out of this, which is very cool. But tell people just about sort of uh, what you got going on now, and maybe uh, if, if there's any way that they can get involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I own a business company with a business partner. We're both named Sam. She did track in college as well. Um, the business is called Drip by Sam. So it's online programs. Um, we have for just the general population, but then we did make a, an entire series just for athletes in the hopes that they will have a better setup than I necessarily did going into college. I didn't have the best setup. Um, and so they can go to dripbysam.com and you'll find a ton of different things for anyone from any level of fitness. You have at home, we have gym. They come with instructions on videos and the athlete one's really cool. We include our nutrition with it, our mobility with it, a speed and plyometric program. So it's just a really good development tool if you're in high school, college, and then there's one program that's advanced, which has similar lifts to what you would see that I did leading up into the trials. When you compare and contrast uh, coaching and training compared to um, receiving coaching and training for yourself, does it still fuel your competitive fire? Yes. I I'm like when I watch people and I want them to do better, I get super invested and I get really fired up. So I would definitely say it does. I don't think necessarily to the same level. I'm someone that's always loved to compete. Um, if you've ever seen me compete in person, I look like a maniac half the time. <laughs> but um, So I would say it definitely fuels the fire. Probably not all the way. I don't know if it ever will. I don't know if I'll find something that gets to that level. But that level is also exhausting. So <laughs> I don't know if I need that my whole life. Well, we are very proud of you around here. It was awesome to watch uh, somebody from the Montana High Line Live on NBC last week, and uh, somebody that we watched when you were in college as well. Sammy Evans joining us, a Haver, Montana native, University of Montana grad, and a recent competitor in the United States Olympic track and field trials, and now recently retired. 
track and field athlete. Sammy, thanks so much for taking some time today. You have a lot to be proud of, and uh, we really appreciate you sharing your story with us because it's certainly an inspirational one. So thank you so much, and uh, stay cool down there in Phoenix. I'll do my best. Thank you. Sammy Evans here on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Great story of perseverance, and uh, if you want to make it happen, you can make it happen. You know, it's hard from a financial standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint to pursue track and field on the highest level on the world stage like Sammy Evans did, um, especially when you take an atypical route. But what a story of somebody that made it happen and uh, continued to make a run at an Olympic dream and didn't take no for an answer and then did get to compete in the United States Olympic trials. Very, very cool. Uh, Somebody that... People from Montana should be very proud of. I know that uh, maybe she didn't get a lot of headlines these last couple of years while she was training for all this stuff because there was not a lot of competitions for her to be had. But she was able to then go out on top, more than 42 feet in her final jump, placed 19th overall in the United States Olympic Trials. Pretty darn good from a Class A kid from Haver, Montana. One of the great horizontal jumpers in the history of the University of Montana. Still the school record holder, I believe, in the women's triple jump. Nuan is now broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. East-West Shrine game went down in Billings over the weekend. All sorts of future Bobcats and future Grizzlies and all sorts of Missoula natives competing in that game. One of them just walked in the studio. Coulter Janicaro, future Grizz, uh, recent Missoula Big Sky alum, and the overall MVP of the East-West Shrine game. He will join us Right after this on our Senior Spotlight. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Montana. Welcome back in. Happy Monday. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's the Coulter and Coulter Show. No, it's actually Nuanas now, but we do have Coulter Janet Carroll from Missoula Big Sky, recently named Shrine Game MVP in studio for uh, with us for our senior spotlight. Thanks so much for listening in on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. Nuana is now, now happy to be broadcasting live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport on the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula. They're new to town, but they boast the top inventory, the largest inventory of any dealership in all the Pacific Northwest. Go check out Northwest Motorsport, proud sponsor of the Nuanas Now ESPN Missoula Studio. Time now for our Senior Spotlight. We do this each summer, highlighting some of the best seniors 
from around the state of Montana, and happy to be joined in studio. Yet another Missoula guy. It's been fun. We've had Missoula Hellgate, Missoula Big Sky, or Missoula Sentinel, excuse me, and no Missoula Big Sky yet, but now we do. Uh, someone from my alma mater, and great first name, by the way, so <laughs> appreciate his parents for, you know, naming their son after me. No, that's not true. But Colter Janet Carroll joining us here in studio, our senior spotlight presented in part by Palmer's Drug of Missoula. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Happy I love beer. I love that shirt, man. That's a, it's an old school uh, Grizz shirt, but it's it's like old school, new school all at once, right? Pretty cool. Yeah. Biggest biggest show in Montana, Wild, Wild Grizz. So first and foremost, you just got back from the East West Shrine game. The West team, uh, the victors, twenty one to twelve. Uh, over the East, you were named the overall MVP of this thing. But twenty-one, twelve—it's that's like an old-school football score. We're so used to seeing four or five touchdowns a game all the time these days. So tell us just about the general complexion of this game. Seems like it was kind of a defensive slugfest. I mean, yeah, you know, going into it, we kind of knew that it was going to be a defensive battle, just because I, th- I thought we had a lot of studs on the defensive side, and the East did too. So we were kind of we prepared that it would be a low-scoring game. So, but we, you know, we came out on top, so I was happy. You got to play. A little bit more quarterback. Uh, so when you're preparing for an all-star game like this, what are the biggest challenges? Because you kind of got to absorb a lot of stuff pretty darn quick, right? Yeah, no, it was it was kind of hard at first just because learning a whole new playbook in such a short amount of time. It was a little, it was a little difficult, but, uh, you know, Dayton Bay and Coach Oliver, they helped me out, especially Dayton, because, you know, I'd get the call, and then I'd have to go look. I'd look behind me at Dayton and catch uh, – I'd have to see what he'd say, and then, yeah, I'd get to play, and – it's good to go. That part is always interesting, too, because you go and you play with a bunch of guys that you played against during your high school career. And this was probably even more interesting for you as a big sky guy because Sentinel was so darn good uh, last fall winning a state championship. And, you know, when you're a big sky guy like we are, you're taught to not really like the guys that wear the no. purple and gold, yeah, right? No, but you had to play with, I shouldn't say had to, you got a chance to play with, I think, six or seven guys from Sentinel uh, during this Shrine game. So what was that part like? You kind of got to put the rivalry aside, right? Yeah, it was fun, you know, because you, you get to beat up on them a little bit in practice, <laughs> too. Right. So. But, yeah, no, it was definitely weird. I've, I've grown up with a few of those guys, and then playing against them, you know, it's it's pretty fun. And now playing with them, it's it was a, it was a blast. What would you think of playing for Coach Oliver? That was probably a different experience, too, because I, I played for Matt Johnson when he first started coaching at Big Sky, and Johnson has his own unique style, but Oliver is a lot different than Johnson. They're both great coaches, but uh, Dane gets after you a little bit. Yeah, he's he's pretty vocal. If you, he'll let you know if you're doing something wrong, and you know he, he likes to likes to do things his way. So yeah, he's definitely vocal with that. But it was it was quite a changeup. Yeah, tell us about just the, the non-football parts of this because this is also sort of fun. It's like summer camp for seniors in high school, right? You get to go hang out with a bunch of guys. You're staying in a hotel. You get to go out to eat. I know that you get to do some community service stuff. So just take us through the week. Oh, it was super fun! Just hanging out with all those guys from different classes and different back backgrounds from different towns. It's it was super fun. You know, we're spending 24 hours a day with each other, the whole day with each other, three practices and whatever, and then get back to the hotel and you play around. So it was, yeah, it was fun. Colter Janet Carroll joining us. It's part of our Senior Spotlight Series presented in part by Palmer's Drug. You go out of your way to buy local when you choose what you eat. You go out of your way to drink local when you drink local beers. You try your best to support local at every turn, so why not make the same effort and visit a local pharmacy? Palmer's Drug of Missoula is a pharmacist-owned establishment that can take care of all your needs efficiently 
way more efficiently than any corporate chain. Palmer's is an in-network for all major prescription plans, including Medicaid and Medicare. They will take care of you on a personal level like you deserve. So go give Palmer's Drug a shot. When you think local, think local pharmacy at Palmer's Drug, located at Southwest Higgins. So uh, let's talk about um, just the playing football again, because I remember this from back in the day. Doesn't matter how good a shape you're in. Doesn't matter how much you've been lifting. When you haven't played football in a while, it's tough. And uh, so, what were you feeling like the first couple of days? Were you sore, or how were you feeling physically? Yeah, I was. You know, all of us, uh, a few of us Missoula guys that are going to play the Grizz, we were sore the first couple of days because we just got done working out, kind of a little gruesome workout there. So yeah. And then, like you said, going straight into football, full pads and everything, not easing into it. It was, it was definitely a challenge, especially when the, I think it was the Class B kids. They had their All Star game. Sure. The week before, so they're already a little, you know, they, they eased into it a little bit, so we were a little behind. But once you get going, you, you pick it back up. So you're a Missoula guy that's going on to play at the University of Montana. Have you been participating in the Grizz player run stuff already? Yeah, we were able to start a couple weeks ago. So that's a pretty, uh, that's a big advantage for guys in town, right? I remember I talked to yeah. Jace Kluswich. He was saying he was doing the workouts too. So um, what's that part been like for you, though? Oh, super fun. You know, getting in there and getting to play with all the guys, all those you know, it makes you feel a little small because you get in there. <laughs> right. You know, you're used to being the biggest guy. Now, all of a yeah, sudden, no. all these guys, yeah, the guys that are, I mean, and these guys are like, some of the seniors are like super-duper seniors, right? Because oh, they, they had two more years to get ready for this upcoming year. You're in a room with grown men who are 24, 25 years old. So, yeah, it's 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 a little weird, but, yeah, it's it's fun learning from them. So, let's t- talk about the action of the East West Shrine game. Coulter Janet Carroll joining us here in studio on Nuanas now. Uh, back and forth, but... Then, first of all, it seemed like Jake Olson became sort of the security blanket. And by the way, Jake Olson will join us uh, here at the top of the hour on Nuanas. Now, he was the MVP of the West. He's from Butte High, and he's also going to uh, Grizz football this upcoming year. But uh, pretty easy to find a target that's about 6'8", 250, right? Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> no doubt. So so um, d- take us through those sort of the, the game, because I think that the last score came halfway through the third quarter, right? There, there was no scores after that. So uh, but how important do you think that was when you when you led that drive to kind of get that last touchdown and, and make the gap to nine? Uh, I mean, I thought that was, I thought it was pretty big, and I'm going to give credit to the O-line on that one because we ran it down their throats that whole drive, took a lot of time off the clock, so that was huge. And then... Like I said, that, that drive wouldn't have been possible without Jake Olson making a big catch and TJ Roush, too, making a big catch down the down the red zone. Because most of the guys on the West that are going to the Division I level were Missoula guys, therefore then it's like the Grizz were the West, right? Yeah. Man. And so do you feel like you got a little bragging rights here? Because there was a lot of guys that are going to Cats, too, and a lot of those guys like you know the Paul Brots and Neil Daly's of the world, they were on the East, and... Uh, so, do you feel like you guys got a little bit of bragging rights here uh, going into this thing? Oh, yeah. I definitely feel like we do. Right after the game, you know, I was telling uh, Junior, Junior Bergen and um, and Kellen Dietrich, I was letting them know, you know, the West is the best right after the game. But, you know, they're coming over here now, so they're, I guess they're part of the West now, so we're going to team up. No, no question. Well, uh, what's your perspective on the rivalry right now? Because... Montana State's been owning this thing a little bit lately, but I know that that's one thing that Bobby Houck has been talking about a lot is trying to get this thing back on track, especially from a Grizz perspective, and uh, you know win the state each and every day, but particularly when it comes to the big showdown in November. So is that something you guys talked about as maybe you know someday contributing to Montana kind of getting back to their rightful spot? I mean, yeah, we've always talked about it. Like with the other Missoula guys recently too, we've talked about just 
you know, it's pretty surreal, like, growing up watching Brawl of the Wild, and now, like, we're going to be a part of it. It's it's huge. So, yeah, we we want to get them. We want to get the cats bad. A cool moment for you afterwards, too, getting named. First of all, getting named MVP, so that's uh, awesome. But what did you think when they announced you as the MVP? I, uh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't even hear it. Oh, right. I was too busy, yeah, uh, celebrating with my teammates. Taking pictures, celebrating, all that. Yeah, and then coach came up to me and said, go get it. And, yeah, I, I had no clue. I won it. But your brother was there in attendance, right? Yeah, so was that was that cool? And Levi Janker, by the way, his, his older brother plays for the Grizz as well. Was that cool to sort of perform well in front of him? Yeah, especially especially when you go back and forth, you know, trying to see who gets who with accolades and stuff and records over at Big Sky. So that was definitely a fun one because I don't think he didn't get the MVP at his Shrine game. So I was pretty... He was excited for me too. For sure. Yeah. So is, is that something that fuels you, the fact that you guys do kind of have a friendly competition going on? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just not with football even, you know, video games too. We'll, we'll butt heads. Gotta love it. So the, you've probably been getting a chance to actually practice with him uh, these last couple of weeks too with the player run practices with the Grizz. So... Um, being back on the same team, that must be kind of cool for you, too. Yeah, it's a little... It's fun. It's great being back with him. It must be... And I know he's he's kind of adjusting to a new position, too, but uh, I saw the pictures of you guys. It looks like he's in good shape. So, uh, he's probably pretty excited, though, about the fact that he's going to maybe get a chance to run down on some kickoffs and maybe even get on the field. Yeah. No, he's he's super excited. He uh, he's, he's looking good. He's pretty filled out right now, so he's excited. Coulter Janet Carroll joining us in studio, the recently named... MVP of the East-West Shrine game. He led the West to a 21-12 victory over the East squad as part of our Senior Spotlight Series. So what's next? What, what do you got on the docket now between now and the opening of fall camp? No more All-Star games, right? No more All-Star games. No, so just kind of grind it out and get in good shape? Yeah, just lifting and maybe uh, try to find odd jobs here and there, make a little money. But yeah, just trying to stay in shape and get ready for the fall. What do you think about coming into fall camp? Are you nervous? Yeah, a little bit, but I have I have sort of a sense of what it is going to be just because Levi's told me sure. and stuff, so I think I know what to expect a little bit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited and nervous at the same time. It'll be cool, though, the fact that you have all these guys that you already know that you're going to be able to – your guys are kind of like trying to prove it together, right? Yeah, no, definitely. It, it'll be fun doing it together. What to, What is your expectation then? First of all, have they, have they told you what position you're going to play yet? Yeah, Coach Green called me up not too long ago and said I'd be in the running backs. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what, what do you think of Coach Green? You know, I only hear good things about yeah. him, so, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty darn good, man. He had a great career here at Montana, and he's done a good job with the running backs as well. So, uh, it should be fun to watch. Well, last thing for you, then, this is sort of uh, the closing of a chapter, right? This is like the end of your high school career. I know yeah. you graduated a few <laughs> weeks ago, but this is like kind of the last high school sporting event you participate in. So, how would you sum up just your time at Missoula Big Sky and sort of this culmination at the East-West Shrine game? Uh, you know, it's pretty crazy to think that I am done with high school sports and football. So, uh, you know, I huge shout-out to Coach Johnson over at Big Sky. Just, uh, you know, taught a lot of lessons in life, just not football in life, too. And, uh, you know, taught me the game, so a lot of respect to him. And I'm just looking forward to the next next level. Well, I'm glad that there's somebody that's from Big Sky that's going to continue to represent for the Grizz. <laughs> there's been Big Sky guys on the Grizz forever. And I know with this, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole, the open enrollment or whatever. It's, it's, not, it's a discussion for another time. <laughs> but I'm so glad you stayed a big sky because that's awesome yeah. that my alma mater gets another guy going to the Grizz. Coulter Janet Carroll joining us as part of our Senior Spotlight presented in part by Palmer's Drug of Missoula. Thanks so much for coming by, dude. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was, it was an honor. Best of luck to you as well from ESPN Missoula and everybody around the great state of Montana. You're going to do great. I already know it.
more senior spotlight action. We're going to double up the senior spotlight today. Jake Olson from Butte High will join us here in about mm, 15, 20 minutes. But in the meantime, got to give you some more details about the Montana Football Hall of Fame. That banquet takes place later on this weekend. We still got tickets available. I promise you're going to want to go that right here on Nuanas Now, right after this. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. What's up, Montana? Happy Monday. Welcome back. You listen to Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Hey, you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. No matter what way you are consuming the show, thanks so much for being a part of it. Got some good news and some big news from over the weekend, and we will share that with you at the top of the hour. Um, I was thinking about it today. I, I have dedicated most of my professional life to... News. Newton, and I guess now in this role, some commentary, but a lot of it is about people, about other people. And I uh, tell stories or share the stories of people from around the state of Montana where they have Montana ties. It's one of my favorite things, but I was thinking about my own personal self and, and uh, my lack of, my, my hesitancy to do that about myself. I, I realized that I'm very bad at telling my own story. I'm very good at telling my own opinion or analyzing the state of affairs in the world. At least I like to think I am. Right? I should say it comes naturally to me, regardless if I'm good at it or not. But uh, not that good at, at sharing my own deal. And, uh, you know, it's partially because of my resentment for the social media era. and um, But also it's just sort of my nature. I always as a journalist, enjoyed being behind the scenes, enjoyed being the teller of the stories of others instead of the one uh, that the story is about, as it were. A uh, couple pieces of news here before we tackle a little Montana Football Hall of Fame. Carl Nassib, uh, Raiders defensive end, uh, he came out as gay today. To me, this is a non-story. I know it is a story because he's the first. He, he'll be considered a pioneer. I appreciate the courage that this uh, takes, but I also think that it's um, silly, that that it should take courage. I know that it does, and that's a part of the world that we live in, and a testament and great uh, praise to Carl Nassib. But I think that, first of all, I think that the the, the sexual orientation of an athlete uh, is, is fully irrelevant to their performance as an athlete. It's a non-story to me. And again, I think that he will be considered a pioneer in a lot of ways, and justifiably so, particularly because football has been associated with masculinity and in a lot of ways toxic masculinity for a long time. That said, I think that there's no feasible way that you could possibly convince me that Carl Nassib is the only gay player in the NFL. That's just It's just not realistic. I bet you that there's a lot of them, and uh, I, 
I think that that's totally fine. Again, I just I think that w- we will reach a point of acceptance when this is a non-story, and so uh, I hope that that's the the progress that that we continue to make as a culture, as a society. Nuana is now broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studios uh, here in Missoula, Montana. Northwest Motorsport is in Missoula at Stevens and Mount. They are the largest independent dealership in the Pacific Northwest. Their slogan, trucks, trucks, and more trucks. They're not lying. Go visit nwmsrocks.com. They have more than 1,500 vehicles available online. This weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. We will not have a Nuanas now on Friday because of a scheduling conflict. Uh, the Montana Football Hall of Fame, the cere- or the uh, the weekend itself gets started on Friday, uh, and our VIP banquet Friday night, our VIP dinner, I should say, Friday night has been moved up. So there's a conflict in time. So there's going to be a tight squeeze between the golf tournament uh, that we are hosting and the um, VIP uh, dinner. And so there will be no nuanas now here on Friday, but we'll have a bunch of coverage out of the Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, banquet ceremony um, for you next week. We will have nuanas now Monday through Thursday this week, though. So keep it right here, as you always do, on 1029 ESPN Missoula. We call this the biggest football event in Montana, barring a football game. And I think that that's absolutely true. And I think that it has been tremendous and awesome for to be a part of uh, watching this event grow. And uh, just to be an observer of it uh, in any form or fashion, regardless of my involvement in it, I would certainly attend this and certainly thoroughly enjoy this event, even if uh, it was not something that was part of my repertoire of, of involvement around the state of Montana. I first got involved in this. Because back in 2016, I was writing a story about the 40th anniversary of Montana State's 1976 National Championship team. The central figure of that story was Sonny Holland. In uh, doing some various Google searches about Coach Holland, the National Championship winning coach from the 76 Bobcats, I stumbled upon a notice about this burgeoning and newly created Montana Football Hall of Fame. I could not believe that this had not existed in the past. And so I decided to call up the guy who his contact info was there. Uh, That turns out to be Rick Hallams, who's become a great friend and mentor of mine, an awesome guy. He heads up Big Huddle, which is a nonprofit organization in Billings, whose main objective has been to bring football back at formerly Eastern Montana College, now Montana State Billings. This Banquet initially started as a fundraiser for that, to try to raise money for to raise awareness to bring football back at MSUB. Well, it's since evolved into an event that at one time, I, I believe we had like 170 people at our first banquet, which is cool. Great turnout. Now we're expecting more than 600 at this uh, year's banquet. We still do have tickets remaining. So if you want to get involved in the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet, you can visit MT Football HOF. That's MT Football HOF tickets are $100 per person or $800 for a table. And uh, it is certainly a night to remember. It's one of my favorite events. It's Saturday, by the way, at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center uh, from 6 p.m. until 8.30. There's a lot of people from Missoula going over. This will be, I can almost promise you, the largest collection of NFL players and coaches that have gathered together in one spot in Montana Maybe there's a wedding somewhere along the lines, but in terms of a public event, I think this certainly would be the largest uh, event of former NFL players with Montana ties 
gathering in one spot. The curriculum for this, what, what do you have to do to qualify for the Montana Football Hall of Fame? Well, you either have to be from Montana and go to college anywhere, either in-state or out-of-state, or be alum of a Montana college, no matter which one it is. It doesn't have to be the Division One colleges, any school. So if, you, if you're from, you know, um, Youngstown, Ohio, like Bill Kohler, but you play at Montana State, you're eligible. Uh, and then you have to have some sort of tie to professional football, whether you played or coached in either the NFL or the CFL. Those are the initial bylaws we have in place for inductions. There's a lot of guys that will uh, soon be inducted. A lot of, and I'm still lobbying for maybe a little bit of an adjustment of, of the rules, only because you know I, th- I can't really imagine when this thing is. You know, say that we've been doing this for a couple decades and we've had uh, a couple dozen induction classes. I can't imagine a Montana Football Hall of Fame without a guy like Vince Huntsberger, for example. I mean, he was a multiple-time All-American for the Montana Grizzlies, uh, a captain of the 2001 National Championship team, and. Uh, I don't believe he ever played it professionally, but he's certainly one of the tried-and-true Montana guys that deserves to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. So that's here nor there, though. That's a little bit of a tangent. This year's class, though, a very strong one and a very cool one, very fun one. Travis Thule, former Montana State quarterback, who joined us on the show a couple weeks back. He had an outstanding nearly decade-long career in the Canadian Football League. Shane Collins, a Bozeman native, at the time, one of the great athletes to ever come out of the state of Montana, I would say still to this day, one of the great athletes to ever come out of the state of Montana. He was a world-class shot put thrower, a national champion in the shot put in college. He had a top 10 throw in the entire world in the early 1990s, and he s- certainly could have gone to the Olympics. He could have made a run at the United States Olympic team. Instead, he chose to play football. Uh, he was at Arizona State competing in both track and field and football. He's one of only two guys to ever win Montana Gatorade Player of the Year in the same calendar year in multiple sports. He did it in track and football, and then participated in both those sports at Arizona State. Well, then he was a second-round draft pick by the Washington Redskins and played in a Super Bowl. So he is an outstanding uh, representative of the state of Montana. And if not for a shoulder injury, man, he he's, he would have been uh, a pro bowler, I think. I mean, he was as talented as any guy that's ever come out of Montana. So uh, Shane Collins, a great one. Dan Carpenter, all-time great kicker from the University of Montana, I believe still the Big Sky Conference's all-time record holder in both field goals made and points. So he'll be the latest great kicker addition into the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Jan Stenerud was part of our inaugural class. He's the only kicker in the Montana Football Hall of Fame period. Excuse me, in the NFL Hall of Fame period. Now he'll be joined in the Montana Football Hall of Fame by Dan Carpenter. So Jan Stenerud, a great bobcat once upon a time. Other inductees include Ken Amato uh, from Montana State, who played in the league for about half a dozen years, a great long snapper. Uh, Steve Okanowski, who was a former Grizzly, uh, who then played for the Green Bay Packers for several years and still makes his home in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Brent Musburger, the legendary broadcaster. Marty Morningweg, who's a great friend of this show, uh, legendary um, quarterbacks coach who also started his college career at the University of Montana as a quarterback, led the Grizz in the 1982 Big Sky Championship, and uh, then went on to coach guys like Brett Favre, Steve Young, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, a bunch of great quarterbacks have been under Marty Morningweg's tutelage during his outstanding uh, coaching career. And then Bob Beers in the support category. Uh, Bob Beers was an NFL, he was a Grizz linebacker once upon a time, Grizz coach for quite some time, and then also a great NFL scout who worked in the scouting departments of various NFL teams from across the league and a guy that had a big influence in a lot of guys from around this neck of the woods going on to the NFL. And then in our legacy category, Victor Linskog is our legacy inductee. We usually uh, induct somebody... Posthumously, 
uh, each year. You want to join us for a night to remember in Billings at the Billings Convention Center? Go to mtfootballhof.com. That's mtfootballhof.com. And join us for the Montana Football Hall of Fame Saturday night, 6 p.m. at the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. Hour one of the books. Hour two coming at you. Big Grizz recruit, quite literally the biggest one. He also hails from the Mining City and was the offensive MVP for the West in this weekend's East-West Shrine game. It's Jake Olson. He'll join us on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.